doing this morning you guys ready to worship all right let's get up let's do it Grace, 
grab a seat. Hey, I want to welcome you to our service this morning. If you don't know me, my name is Rob Zimmerman, lead pastor here at Westgate, and uh, I'm pumped because we have got such a great morning planned of worship. Uh, we're going to be doing a number of things, a number of baptisms and testimonies that you're going to get to hear this morning of what God is doing in people's lives as well. We're going to be welcoming people into membership. Uh, we're like taking all the ordinances of the church and doing them all in one today with communion. Praise God. Woo! Excited. It's going to be good. Well, with that being said as well, I want to welcome you. If you're a guest here with us today, thank you so much for uh, coming and worshiping with us today. Uh, we love that you have chosen to be here and hope that not only will the service minister to you today and just be a special time of worship, but as well, if you're looking for a church home, that you could maybe find that here within this beautiful community. And so uh, one of the ways to get connected and learn more about Westgate is to fill out a connection card. And so I'd encourage you to take a moment, whether you're a guest today or even a regular attender, Grab that connection card in the pew in front of you, and you can take a moment and fill that out. If you're worshiping at home online, good morning to you as well. Underneath the live stream, you can click uh, on our connection card there. If you have the church app, you can click on it there, fill it out electronically. Uh, but for those of you that are present here with us this morning, as you fill that out, um, if you are a guest, can I encourage you at the close of the service to take it out to our main entrance? We have a guest center that is set up there and uh, some hosts that would love to answer any questions you have about the church, uh, give you a tour of the church, but also as you hand them the connection card, they have a small gift to give back to you just to say thank you for being our guest in worship this morning. Um, one of the best ways, as I always say, to stay connected here at Westgate is to be on our church app. And so I would encourage you, if you haven't downloaded it, you can look in your app store, Westgate Chapel Toledo, download that. There are so many great tools that are there, not only information about what's going on, various easy ways to get registered for events. You can take your sermon notes there. You can check your children in for their classes. All of that is there. And so please be sure to check that out uh, and be a part of that. Uh, but a couple things we want to make you aware of this morning is we've got two things going on. One, I want to remind you that our new people party is happening today following this service over in the refinery, which is that way. If you've not been here before, head that way over to the atrium and it is our uh, medium-sized auditorium. We're going to be gathering together with anybody who is new over the last six months. And to be quite honest with you, if you're new over the last 30 years and have never come to a new people party, you're welcome to come join us. We really would love the opportunity to get to meet you. Uh, and so our pastoral staff will be there. We're going to have a short, uh, small lunch together and time to talk about an hour in length. So please be sure to stop by uh, if you have not uh, ever been to one of the new people parties. Secondly, I want to encourage you as a church, one of the things we're very passionate about, and we've been talking about over the last few weeks, is this idea of growing deep roots, deep roots in our relationship with Jesus Christ, and also with each other, recognizing as we grow deep roots uh, in life, doing life together, it enables us to continue to grow deeper with Christ. And one of the ways that you can do that tangibly is we have coming up here very soon one of our Campus Care Days. Uh, campus Care Day is going to be taking place on Saturday, November 12th from 9 a.m. to noon. And here's one of the things I love about this. It's a great opportunity 
opportunity to come and to serve not only here at your church, but also really to do life with one another. One of the things that we've been so impressed by with our Campus Care Day and excited about is that it has been a great place for new people to come and serve and meet new people and begin to get connected. Families have been serving together, uh, parents bringing their children and getting to work alongside them, and as well, many of our life groups taking advantage of that and having the opportunity to continue to do life together. And so we want to encourage you to check that out. It's a great time again, just a few hours, 9 to noon, and that'll be happening on November 12th. So please be sure to check that out. Now, this morning, as I mentioned, we are going to be welcoming into membership a number of people this morning. And so I'm going to invite our new members to come and join me here on the platform as well. Uh, I'm going to invite Kendra out as she is going to share with us a little bit about that process and then any of our elders and staff who not only will welcome them into membership, but also serve as the barrier between our new people and the baptismal. So um, we... We're all about protecting people, so. Servant leadership, that's what we do. <laughs> at, at its finest. So, <laughs> hey, would you welcome each of these individuals as they are here this morning? We have two more coming out here. So make way for these coming in. We have 10 people that I get to welcome, you get to welcome and meet to become official members here at Westgate Chapel. We all fit? All right. So they have gone through the membership process, which starts with going through our four-week class, where they got to learn all about the history of Westgate Chapel. What is Westgate Chapel? What goes on here? We got to talk through our denomination, the Christian Missionary Alliance. We talked about our statement of faith. What do we believe as part of the alliance? And then what is church membership? Why do we have church membership? And I know that a lot of people ask that question and wonder what it is, why do we have it? And so, as a reminder, or for the first time if you've yeah, never heard it before, church membership is a formal relationship that we have between a Christ follower and the church body. In this relationship, the church is saying to the member, we recognize you as a disciple of Jesus Christ. And we are committed to discipling you and sharing life with you as a member of this local church family. And then the member is saying to the church, I recognize you as a faithful gospel-declaring church, and now I am committing to growing as a disciple and partnering with you as a member of your church family. So church membership is all about the church taking specific responsibilities for the members and the members taking specific responsibilities for the church. Why do we have church membership? Well, for one reason, that's how we're set up. That's how we're structured. So, for example, when we have elections coming up soon, people who are allowed to vote have to be church members. That makes sense because if you want someone to be making decisions about Westgate Chapel, we want to make sure they have a vested interest in Westgate Chapel. Another reason that we have membership is that we get to make sure that anyone that we put in leadership positions or teaching positions, we have to talk through the statement of faith and we wanna make sure that we're all on the same page. So there's many reasons why we have church membership. Those are a couple of them. And so we get to invite them to be part of that. And next spring, we'll be having our next class going through Westgate Chapel, our statement of faith, et cetera. And so if you have not been to that before, I invite you to keep your eye out for that coming up next spring. 
So without further ado, here are these wonderful 10 people that I've gotten to know over the last couple of months, and they are delightful. If you haven't met all of them before, I encourage you to stick around, introduce yourself to them, and congratulate them and say welcome, and I'm going to allow them to introduce themselves to you and let them tell you how long they've been here at Westgate. We're Takesha and Daniel Brandon. Daniel is a returning member of nine years, and I have um, returned with him in June. My name is Ryan Sexton. I've been attending for two months. We are Tamara and Darren Griffin, and we've been attending since October of last year. Good morning, Cole and Vicki Foley, and we've been coming to Westgate for four months. Good morning, uh, Ron and Terry Rainsburg. We've been coming for the last two and a half months. Casey Murren, I've been attending for about a year. Excellent. Excellent. Well, again, would you welcome each of them this morning? Uh, I have, in various different capacities, had the opportunity to not only meet each of you, but get to know you just a little bit. And uh, I can tell you that I'm just excited, uh, not only for you joining our church this morning, but also uh, in membership, but also just for the way many of you have gotten so involved in, in serving and just into the life of our church. You know, as you went through membership with Kendra, that, uh, and hopefully as you sit through our services, that being a part of a body of Christ like this is so important uh, for our own spiritual growth, but also I think so important for us as a church family as we seek to grow closer to Christ, but also together to reach the lost in our community and throughout the world. And so I'm excited that you've chosen to identify Westgate as your church home. And uh, this morning as you join in membership, I have just a small charge for you. And if you agree with it, you can say we will at the end. All right. Because you've placed your faith in Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, and because you have expressed desire to be members at Westgate Chapel, will you promise to commit yourself to serve Christ faithfully as a member of this church family? Will you commit yourself to Westgate's vision of being a Jesus-centered community that is known for intentionally sharing God's love with our neighbors and the nations? Will you personally seek to grow in your relationship with the Lord through the study of God's word and through prayer? Will you commit to actively engage with other members of this church family through regular church attendance and by pursuing close-knit community where you are growing alongside of others? Will you commit to utilizing your God-given time, talents, and treasure for the purposes of serving the Lord in our church, in our greater community, and in his worldwide mission to reach the lost? Will you take responsibility for the health and forward movement of our church family? And will you submit yourself to the pastors and elders of this church whom God has given authority to serve as overseers and shepherds? If you will commit yourselves to these things, please say, I will. Awesome. Let's pray together. Gracious Father, we are so thankful again for the opportunity that we have to gather here together this morning as we do every week to pause in the midst of our busy lives and to worship you. Lord, you have given us an incredible gift in your church. And Lord, I thank you for this church. I thank you, Lord, for uh, the heart that you are developing in it, Father, a heart that seeks to know you, to yield our lives to you, but also to be passionately involved with your mission of reaching lost people until the day, Lord, that your son Jesus Christ returns. 
I thank you, Father, for each individual that stands here this morning and their desire to identify with this local body of Christ. And Father, my prayer over them this morning is that I would ask that you would continue to develop them deeper and deeper in their own personal relationship with you, that you would be continue to take them to new places of trust and submission, that Father, you would help them to understand the giftedness that you have given them, and that through the Holy Spirit, Lord, you would truly empower them to make an impact, not only here within this body of believers, but in our greater community and throughout the world, so that others would know your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, I thank you for this body that you have given us. And Lord, I just pray that you would continue to grow us deeper in our commitment to you and that you would receive all of the glory and honor. So we thank you, Father, for each of these individuals and we pray that you would be glorified in our service this morning. We pray this in the name of Jesus together, amen. Amen. Well, again, thank you and welcome into membership this morning. And uh, I know each of these... People protecting you from the waters behind would like to welcome you as well. And I'm going to ask everyone here, stand, find someone you haven't said hello to yet this morning and welcome them to our service. Let's continue celebrating and worshiping together. Amen. God is good. Right? Death is in 
of kings. And today we declare as one body your victory over death, your victory over suffering, Father, your victory over everything. We sang earlier about this unlimited grace it's offered freely to each and every one of us. All we have to do is accept it. God, the stories we're about to hear from the young to the old, Father, from everyone who's given their life to you, we all have a story to tell. And God, we have all acknowledged, if we've given our lives, we all acknowledge how broken and how hopeless we are without you. God, my prayer above everything else this morning, because nothing is as important as this, is that, I, is that if there is someone here who does not know you, who hasn't yet experienced or encountered your grace, that they would stop waiting, that they would give their lives to you. There is nothing else that matters, Father. Not our families, not our jobs, not our, not our friends. Nothing else matters as, as much as that, Father. It's the only thing that's eternal. And I pray, pray, I pray, I pray that someone would give their life to you this morning if they don't know you. We love you. It's in your holy and precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning, church. Again. It is such a great morning, and uh, I am so excited for uh, this service as we get to baptize a number of people uh, who are making their declaration this morning that they have chosen to put their faith in Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. And uh, this, again, as we've been talking as a church about what it means to have deep roots in a relationship with Jesus Christ, we believe that baptism is one of those significant moments and events in the life of every believer where they really sink their roots down and say, today. Today is the day that I identify publicly my choice to follow Jesus Christ. And so I hope that not only is it a special morning for each individual that's being baptized, but I am really praying and hoping that for each of us here who have placed our faith in Jesus, that it is significant for us as we reflect back on that choice that we have made and all that it meant and does mean to us today as we choose to follow him. This morning, you're going to get to hear from everyone, from our youngest to our oldest, a little bit of their own testimony. And so right now, I'd like to uh, welcome out uh, Marlena and our kids. And so we're going to invite them to come out this morning. They're going to be baptized. So welcome them as they come today. Awesome. Yes, give it up. Come on, one more time. These um, kiddos are so brave to be up here because I know it can be um, a little nervous. And so thank you guys for supporting them and being excited for them. We have spent the last three weeks with um, some of these guys doing a class that's called Kid Faith. You might have heard us talking about it. And then two of them, they took it last time. And uh, one of them made a profession of faith after that class. And so thank you so much for supporting us and teaching that class. In that class, we got to learn all about how God has created each of them so uniquely um, crafted by him with um, 
gifts that he's given to each of them, and he's created them with a purpose. And so we have been able to celebrate that, to learn about what it means to follow Christ. And every single one of these kids has made that decision to follow Christ, and they have chosen today to follow him in baptism. And so I'm going to, I want you to get to know them a little bit, so I'm going to ask them a few questions, and you're going to get just to hear a little bit from them. Um, And we're going to start with my first friend. Can you tell us what your name and how old you are? My name's Axton. My age is eight. Everybody say hi, Axton. (laughs) Axton, can you share us what's something that you like to do for fun? Uh, Spray paint, play baseball, and wrestle. Awesome. I have some stuff you can come paint at my house, okay? You can do some work? No. <laughs> um, can you tell us what is um, some, your favorite verse? Creation. So all the things about creation. Awesome. Yes. And can you tell us um, what is one thing, if you could tell everybody in this room, what's one thing that you want them to know about Jesus, what would that be? He created everything. That he created us, right? Uniquely and with purpose. Awesome. Everybody give it up for Axton. And watch the water. Don't fall. <laughs> I'm nervous about that water being minus. Okay, tell us your name and how old you are. I'm Allison and I'm eight years old. Allison, what's something you like to do for fun? Oh, wait. Hi, Allison. Come on. What's something you like to do for fun? I like gymnastics. I like serving with the kids and I like art. Art. Awesome. And can you tell us what's um, one verse that's meaningful to you? Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ our Lord. Awesome. And what's one thing, if you could tell everybody in here, what's one thing about Jesus? What would you want to share? Jesus loves us so much. He died for um, our sins, and one day he's going to come back when it's most unexpectedly. Awesome. Bring it up. Give it up for Allison. Okay, tell them, what's your name and how old you are? My name is Jonathan Lazardo, and I am 10 years old. Hi, Jonathan. (laughs) Awesome. Can you tell us, what's something you like to do for fun? I like to play baseball, play my bass guitar, and draw. Awesome. And can you tell us, what's one thing you want to tell all of these people about Jesus? That he created everything, and that everything he does is for um, everyone's good. Yeah, amen. And then what's one verse that you would share that's really meaningful to you? You want to help hold it? Yeah, okay. Oh. Give praise to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He is the Father who gives tender love. All comfort comes from him. He comforts us in all our troubles. Now we can comfort others when they are in trouble. 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 4. Excellent. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Okay, tell us, how old, what's your name and how old are you? I'm Mariah, and I'm 10. Mariah. What's something you like to do for fun? Oh, hi, Mariah. Sorry. Way to go. I like to hang with my friends. Am I one of your friends? Yes. Awesome. We get to be friends. Um, okay, what is something that, uh, that you want to tell everybody about Jesus? That you can never hide from him, and he's always with you during rough times. Yeah, in all times, right? I love that. And can you tell us what's one verse that you would like to share with us that's John meaningful? John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that for whoever believes him shall not perish but have eternal life. Awesome. Thank you so much, Mariah. Okay, share us your name and how old you are. I'm Lena and I'm eight years old. 
<laughs> um, tell us, what's something you like to do for fun? I like to skate, and I also like to play soccer. Soccer. I was just noticing with the last uh, service how well-rounded all of these kids are. They play instruments, sports. It's awesome. Can you tell us what is one uh, thing you want everyone to know about Jesus? He is almighty. He's almighty. Yes, he is. And can you tell us one verse that is meaningful to you? John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. For those who believe in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Excellent. Thank you so much, Lena. And last but not least is my friend. Can you tell us your name and how old you are? My name is Olivia and I am 10 years old. Excellent. Can you tell us what's something you like to do for fun? I like to sing and play piano and flute. Nice. And can you tell us what's one thing you want all of these people to know about Jesus? He loves you and he is omnipresent. What does that mean? He's always with you. With everybody? Yes. Even Pastor Rob? Yes. Awesome. And can you tell us what's one verse that's really meaningful to you? Proverbs 31, verse 26. She opens her mouth with wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. Awesome. Thank you so much, Olivia. Give it up for Olivia. Thank you guys for letting us share. Those kids are awesome, aren't they? So great. You know, one of the things that I have loved is just how, uh, as Marlena has shared, that uh, our kids' ministry has taken time to develop our kid faith class to really take kids that are interested in baptism and to spend time talking with them about what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And so um, just exciting to see how our kids are growing deeper in their faith in Jesus and uh, all that is going on within that ministry. We've got our adults come on all the way out here and join me on the platform platform this morning. Again, uh, just super excited. Uh, we have four adults that are being baptized this morning. Two that are standing here right next to me were baptized in our first service, but are still going to be sharing a little bit of their story. And so uh, I'll just ask you guys to share with everyone. You know, uh, Chuck, would you share, just introduce yourself and tell us what, what is it that led you to Jesus? My name is Charles Winky. What led me to Jesus? Uh, been been years and years and years, but starting as a young child, uh, being Catholic, you went through a lot of rituals. Um, one thing that was always moving for me, though, was the Stations of the Cross. Maybe you hear that term if you're an ex ex Catholic. But what Christ went through to hang on the cross, uh, whippings, uh, people in the crowd spit on him. Uh, just very demeaning stuff, uh, uh, and so I was I was moved with that. That that did lead me lead me to Christ, even in a very young age. Um, we went went my wife and I went through various Bible studies, and eventually she is the one that really led me to Christ, which I can't say enough about her. Um, <laughs> and uh, I don't know what else to say right now. And here we, and here we are, all these years later. Here we right? are, all these these years later, uh, still uh, growing in Christ. Uh, of course, left the Catholic faith. There wasn't enough Bible study there for us. 
Uh, that's that's it for right now. Yeah, that's great. And you know something, Charles, I, uh, I'm excited just about your own testimony of choosing to follow Jesus, but even, and we've talked a little bit about this in this past week, of even uh, when we're older and even years after we've come to faith in Christ, taking that step of saying, I want to publicly profess Jesus as my Lord and Savior through baptism is such an important thing in identification. So uh, give Chuck a round of applause and thank you. Thank you. Now, I will tell you, each of these individuals told me, you're literally going to make me stand up in front of people and talk. So, you know, I'm giving them an A no matter what. You guys are doing great. But uh, Karen, we had a great chance to talk this past week just about your own walk with the Lord and maybe share with us just a little bit of your journey with him. I'm Karen Kubacki, and we'll, <clears throat> we'll forget the age question. <clears throat> but um, my testimony spans many, many years decades, and I was born, I was, I was baptized as an infant, and I was always fine with that. It was in the Catholic Church, which that's their teaching, and um, uh, I believed in it. I was um, fine with the infant baptism, and we had our five children baptized, and then fast forward about uh, 25 years, and these five children um, spread out and in different cities and some in Toledo, but they all seemed to search for a church that, <clears throat> that was Bible teaching. They were very conscious of, is it in the Bible? And so it, it led me to start reading the Bible and pulling things out that I, I just, that made sense to me, that I loved. And somehow this led us to, um, Westgate, and um, I guess that's another fast forward because it was several years, and um, we visited several times and decided that every time we heard a sermon, we could just feel that it was pulled out of the Bible and explained to us, and, and this is what we were looking for. Um, um, we were, I think we've been here 15 to 20 years and uh, we joined a small group, which was wonderful, and it kept us learning. Uh, I joined many, um, or took part in many uh, Tuesday morning Bible studies, which kept me learning, and then read on my own, and it just became excited about it. And um, the one thing I knew I had never done with my um, kind of concession, it was my idea, uh, to be baptized, and nobody made the decision for me. So today's the day, and uh, I was baptized at the 9 o'clock service, and I'm just here to proclaim my, um, um, my love and support, or support, <laughs> no, acknowledge Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Amen. Thank you, Karen. Excellent. Charnay, how are you? This is Charnay. Charnay, you can hold this. Charnay uh, is uh, newer here to Westgate and also newer in her relationship with Jesus Christ. And we talked a little bit on the phone this week about your own uh, profession of faith and maybe share with us just a little bit of your own journey uh, in coming to Christ. My name is Charnay. Oh, I'm a nervous. <laughs> That's okay. Um, I am looking for just... Let him, let him give, just. Uh, That's okay. 
I am looking for just a new me. A new you. And to let him come into me. Um, my past, letting my past go to, and bringing out that, embracing that new me. That is awesome. That is awesome, Shana. You made it. <laughs> oh. If you didn't quite hear that, she wants a new her in Christ, and uh, Christ has done that work in you, and I'm excited for you to share that with everybody as you get baptized this morning, that choice that you've made. Excited for you. The next person here is Rachel, and uh, Rachel, this was a little bit unexpected. Uh, Rachel was in the first service, and why don't you share with us a little bit why you want to be baptized today? Um, well, first, I want to publicly apologize to my family who has to sit through a second service, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you guys are here. Um, I was also raised Catholic, and I had incredible spiritual leaders in my family. I still do, my mom and my dad, um, and really my sister, Stacy and Mark Delvern. Um, they've all been the people who are constantly pointing me to Christ. Um, and so I was baptized as an infant, um, and then I won't spoil Rob's sermon today, um, but as I was sitting up in the balcony halfway through, I'm like, man, that's me. Like, I need to do this. I need to make this choice for myself, um, and man, it's really hard not to spoil your sermon. You're good. You can spoil <laughs> it all you want. Um, but... Um, I did a Matthew, we went all through Matthew, we studied Matthew last year, um, and I just, I know how important baptism is, I know that that's how Jesus started his public ministry, and I just felt like God was revealing to my heart up in the balcony that this is the next step for my obedience, and I knew it was God because I fought it pretty much the whole time Rob was talking, <laughs> and then... Um, kind of cried to my husband and ran out of the room. So <laughs> here I am. Um, and I want to tell Ezra, my son, that I'm up here and I'm getting baptized because God is good. And um, I don't have all the answers. I don't even have extra clothes to change into. I'm thankfully wearing shorts under this. Um, and they gave me a shirt, but um, I don't have all the answers. And I've sat through a lot of baptisms at Westgate. Um, and I always think, oh, I should do this, I should do this, but I don't know what I'll say. I don't really know enough about the Bible. I don't know enough about Jesus comparing myself to other people in my family or other people that I do Bible study with um, or even just people up here, and that doesn't matter. <laughs> like, Jesus put this on my heart. Um, the Holy Spirit led me here, and all I know is that Christ resurrected me. Amen. Amen. We're so thankful. Give them all a round of applause and thank them for sharing again. You know, so incredible just to hear the testimony of what God is doing in our lives. And uh, baptism for us is such a significant moment. Uh, in, the, in the life of each individual, but also in the life of the church. And as we were preparing for this uh, service, one of the things that I kept thinking about 
is the fact that when it comes to baptism, especially in uh, the Christian church today, is that oftentimes I believe that there's an incorrect idea that is floating around many churches. And that idea is very simple. It's this, is that oftentimes we think to ourselves that baptism isn't important because your salvation doesn't depend upon it. We think to ourselves that because I've placed my faith in Jesus, I've maybe prayed a prayer and I've chosen to, uh, to surrender my heart and my life to him, that, that baptism maybe is just one of those things is kind of a choice. Either you can do it or maybe it doesn't quite matter. You know, we see examples of people in scripture weren't baptized, they died, they still went to heaven. But what we do in that moment when we make a decision in a thought like that, or even we develop a philosophy of that type, is that we minimize something that was essentially important to Jesus as a person who walked this earth, but also for every believer that would believe in him. You know, it was a number of years ago that I had the opportunity to go to Israel. And I was telling the first service that uh, Pastor Dave and Pastor Adam actually just got back a few days ago from traveling to Israel and getting the opportunity to do two weeks of uh, study there. Uh, the office downstairs was really quiet for about two weeks. I won't say that it was amazing, but it was good. Um, but it was, uh, they went, and what's been fun this week is to be able to sit down and just to hear the excitement that they have had as they come back and recount all the places that they got to go to that they've been reading about in the Bible for their entire life. And to say things like, uh, I have never had scripture come alive. Like when I read it, I can see those places. I can smell those places. Like I have literal memories of where that place is and what it looks like as I read it. And that was the same experience that I had many years ago. In 1999, I had the opportunity to go to Israel and study for three weeks. And one of the places that was probably so significant for me that was uh, just a very special and beautiful moment was when I was able to visit the traditional baptism site of Jesus on the Jordan River. You'll see this picture on the screen, and uh, this is a picture of Pastor Rob. If you can see it years and years ago, I'm glad that it's small enough you can't see how young I am and my hair looks orange. But anyway, uh, that's, a, that's an aside. I loved it because uh, we got to go to the site where they believe it's kind of the traditional site of where Jesus would have been baptized. And our uh, professor who took us on this trip gave us the opportunity uh, to just take about 15, 20 minutes off of the tour and sit uh, next to the river and to read scripture and to read the story of Jesus' baptism and to think about its significance for us in our lives. And as you see this wider image, and I'll ask them just to leave it up as I talk, but as, as you see this image, is up here. I was sitting there basically on those rocks overlooking the Jordan River and thinking to myself about just how important of a moment it was as Jesus himself came down into the water to be baptized by John the Baptist. And the, and the Bible tells us that the heavens opened up and the Holy Spirit descended and landed on Christ there in that moment. And as I was reflecting on this passage and the significance of it, there was something that really struck me as so vitally important. And it's this, is that baptism was essential to Jesus. It wasn't just a, hey, this is a good thing to do. It wasn't just a tradition of the church. It was meant to be a significant moment in the life of every believer. So significant that Jesus himself participated in it. 
What was interesting to me as I read, I began to think about the truth that baptism was essential to Jesus. And the reason I know this is because it was one of the very first things that Jesus did when he entered into his earthly ministry. But it was also one of the very last instructions that Jesus gave to his disciples when he said to go into all the world preaching the gospel and baptizing people. It was an essential command that Jesus gave. He participated in it, and he told his disciples to go and to do the same. And I want us to think this morning as we approach this time of baptism about why it is that we believe baptism is so essential for the life of every single believer. Well, the first reason is really simple. It's kind of the duh answer. Jesus modeled it. He commanded it. So why in the world would we not do it? I think to myself often, I know a number of people that have been a Christian for a number of years, uh, and they often, oftentimes some of you have been in this experience where you sit in a church for years and years and years. You've given your heart and your life to Jesus. You've been serving him, and yet you find that this is one thing that you haven't done. And I think one of the questions that we have to wrestle with, and as Karen and I talked about this past week as she has been walking with Jesus for a number of years, is that one of the most important things is that we're obedient to Jesus, is that when Jesus asks us to participate in baptism, it's because it's significant for us in our own walk and faith with him. But number two, one of the reasons I believe it's so important is because baptism is an outward symbol of our own personal identification with Christ's death and his resurrection. Literally, when we participate in baptism, as Jesus did with his disciples and all who would follow him, it was a symbol of going down into the water. It was a symbol signifying Christ's death and the fact that one day all of us ourselves will die. And also, it's a picture and a symbol for us of the death, even of our former way of living as we go down into the water. But as you rise up from the water, water it signifies Christ's resurrection, which conquered sin and death. And not only that, but it also signifies our own raising up to new life through Jesus Christ. Not only was it commanded by Jesus for all who would choose to follow him, but it also is a significant moment in the life of every believer as they make a public declaration of their belief in Jesus and their choice to follow him. I believe that one of the most important aspects of this is our own understanding of what it is that has taken place through Jesus' death on the cross. That as Jesus died and rose again to life, he conquered sin and death, providing and paving the way that when we place our faith in him, that we ourselves die to sin, but are raised to new life in Jesus Christ and in the power and the strength of the Holy Spirit. And so as we think about this, not only did Jesus model it and command it and instruct us to, to participate, it is an opportunity for us to identify with Christ's death and resurrection. But I believe also we cannot miss that it's important for us to also identify in our baptism with his church. You see, when you make that public proclamation of faith, you are identifying yourself with the very family of God a family that God has given us that is essential for our growth in Christ and our own personal discipleship. You know, it's interesting, my wife and I celebrated uh, this past week 22 years of marriage, and uh, we got away Friday and Saturday. Oh, you can applaud, but you know, it wasn't for that reason. 
We made it. Keep, keep going, right? 22 years together, and we took a couple days away, Friday and Saturday, to go to Amish country and get away, leave the kids at home, and uh, have some time together. And what was interesting is we took on this trip just a drive away from the commercial areas back into the countryside where all of the Amish farms were, and like we wanted to see like real life of the Amish, right? Not just the stores. And it was interesting, we were talking as we were driving by how intriguing it is, like with the Amish they are so deeply uh, devout in their own belief. But one of the intriguing things about it is, is that they really understand what it means to do life together when it comes to their worship, when it comes to the way that they care for each other and support each other, the way that they allow themselves to not be too affected by all of the things that are changing in the world, but really just doing life together. And it caused us to have this interesting conversation about in the church today, I believe that this is one thing that is often missing and lacking. And it is this is that the Christian life and the Christian faith has become so privatized. We think that we come to faith in Jesus Christ, it's our individual decision, and it is easy for us to do that life with God alone. And yet, what we miss out on is the importance that Christ developed within being a part of identifying with his church, a place where we are supposed to come and not just do life together and have relationships, but to encourage each other, to grow deeper in our relationship with Christ and each other. It's why we talk about being a church that is deeply rooted, because as we grow deeper together, identifying together in our faith in Jesus Christ, it is through that relationship that we have with each other and with Christ that we grow deeper in him. And it's an important thing for us to understand, not only for those that are being baptized this morning, but I think it's important for you as you witness every person that is baptized this morning, that it bears a responsibility on us collectively together as a family to say, we are all in this life, in this walk of faith together. It is a journey. We play an important role in each other's lives of helping each other to learn and know more about Christ, to encourage each other to continue to stay true to him and to live righteously and to honor him with we are and to use our giftedness uh, so that other people will know Jesus as well. And that really leads me to what I believe is the fourth thing that is important about baptism. It's not just because Jesus commanded it. It is also our identification with Christ and his death and resurrection. It's identifying with his church. But fourthly, it is our testimony to a world that does not believe. And I hope that this morning you will catch the importance of that is that the people that are being baptized here this morning are professing that they not only believe in who Jesus is, that he is the one true son of God that was sent in this world to die on a cross, to pay the penalty for our sin, a penalty that we deserved, and that when we place our faith and our trust in him, that we can know new life in Jesus Christ. This is the testimony they share, not just with you, but with the rest of the world. And so this morning, as we come to this time of baptism, I also want us to pause and take time and reflect on all that Christ has done for us as individuals. As you sit here today, thinking about maybe even your own profession of faith, or thinking about the time yourself when you were baptized, I want us to remember the essential importance of all that Christ has accomplished on our behalf. 
We're going to take communion together this morning, and you may have picked those elements up as you came in. If you don't have them, some of our ushers uh, have them, and we'll distribute them uh, if you just simply slip up your hand. We want to take a moment here to remember all that Christ has done for us. And I believe that one of the most important things that we can do when we come to this time of the Lord's Supper together is to take time to pause and to reflect on what Christ has done through his death and resurrection, but also to ask the Holy Spirit to search our hearts, to go to God and to say, Lord, is there anything in my life, any sin that exists that is breaking my relationship with you and or with others? And to use this time to remember what he has done, to remember how he has poured out his love and his grace for you, and to use this as a time for us to confess sin. And so we're gonna take just a few moments as the music plays to uh, quietly reflect and to pray, to confess our own sin to the Lord, and to ask that not only would he wash it away, but that he would be glorified and honored as we remember his death and resurrection this morning. So let's bow our heads and take just a moment to reflect and pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the gift of your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you that we can gather together as a church today and celebrate the work that you are doing in each of these individuals who are being baptized here today. For the way in which you have saved them, the way in which you have saved us. We thank you, God, for the gift of your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you that, Father, out of the depth of your love for us, that you send him into this world to pay the penalty for our sin to die, but to be resurrected again to new life. So that if we would place our faith and trust in you as our personal Lord and Savior, that we can know that we again one day at the end of this life will be raised to new life with you and live eternally with you forever. We give you thanks, Father, for the beautiful promise that we have in Jesus Christ and in his death and resurrection. And today, Father, as we come to this time of remembering through the Lord's Supper, we come to you and we confess our sin. We confess to you, Lord, that we do not always live rightly. We don't always honor you in the way that we should. There are times, Lord, where we give ourselves over to things of this world that are displeasing to you. And yet, Lord, I thank you that even in the midst of that, your grace is sufficient to cover over all of our sin. I thank you that your word teaches us that if we come to you and confess our sin, that you are faithful to forgive us of our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so we come to you today 
asking, Lord, that you would cleanse and purify our hearts as we remember the incredible gift that has been given to us in your son, Jesus Christ. The apostle said in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, for I have received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's take together. continues and says in the same way that he also took the cup after supper, saying that this cup is the new covenant in my blood. As often as you eat the spread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. Let us drink together. God is good. Amen. He is so good. And he has done such an incredible thing in each of our lives. And today we're going to continue to celebrate that with each of these individuals that are going to be baptized. Uh, The way that we do baptism here at Westgate Chapel is that we're going to be singing a couple of worship songs together. And so uh, as the worship team leads us, I'm going to invite you to sing along and to sing loud, to sing proud. And as each individual comes into the tank to be baptized this morning, as they are taken down into the water and raised up, I want to encourage you to give out just a shout of praise to the Lord and to worship him with all of your heart, giving thanks for what he is doing in each of their lives. So would you stand with us as we begin to worship together?
in there. That's so stinking awesome, man. I We are love getting to worship with y'all. And because I forgot to tell y'all this earlier, we are now going to take the offering. So please take those offering buckets and pass them around. If you are a first-time guest or you're, and you're not a regular attender, don't hesitate to let that bucket just pass right on by it. But we wouldn't take the offering now. Close this out. to know Jesus. That's why we that's why we do everything that we do here at Westgate. It's to see people come to know Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay, come on, give me that. Come on, y'all. Give me that a bit louder. Let's go. I'm, I'm from the south. I can say y'all. That, we, we're excited. Yes. This is beautiful. And if you are someone here and you're still like, 
I don't know about all this. I don't know about what we saw. Maybe, you, maybe you've not given your faith, maybe you've not placed your faith in Jesus Christ. There are people up waiting to pray with you up here. Or maybe you need prayer for something else. I highly recommend taking advantage of this. We want to pray if we want to love on you. So please come see these awesome people up here. They are going to pray with you. And talk, talk to myself, talk to Pastor Rob, talk to, talk to anybody. We would love to share Jesus with you and share why we do what we do, why we love doing what we do. With that said, each and every one of you go and have a fantastic Sunday afternoon. Love you all.